What's up, Abundant Babe? I'm so glad you found your way here. You're in the right place for the highest of vibes, the silliest of laughs, and the best of the bunch. All things related to spiritual entrepreneurship and creating holistic success. This is your host, Viola Hug, a coach for women who desire to have it all, alignment, wealth, impact, and joy. Come find me at Viola Hug on Instagram, join my free Abundant Babes group on Facebook, or grab a copy of my best-selling book, You Are an Abundant Babe, on Amazon. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and today I am joined by Vicki. Hello, Vicki. Hello. Hi. So happy to be here. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited for this conversation because you have got a bit of spice to you and I always love that. <laughs> um, so for, those of, <laughs> for those of you who are meeting Vicki for the first time, she helps her clients achieve more in less time by mastering anxiety and procrastination. And I just got to say yes to all of that. No hustle, no drama, mm-hmm. right? Um, just, I love how you say in your like bio, learn how to switch on and off to create success. And I think that's just like such a huge lesson for so many of us. That was like one of the biggest lessons for me. And I talk about all the time how I literally get so much more done now. And I, and I make a shit ton more money than a few years ago. And I literally do so much less. It's just so potent and aligned and amazing. And so I'm excited for this conversation because I feel like it's super necessary. Um, But what about, like, let's learn a little bit more about you on a personal note. Like, who are you? Such a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? Great question. I've been thinking about that. Um, Yeah, so I'll start by telling some things and then we'll just see where it goes. I am, my name is Vicky. I go by Vicky Louise. um, And I am English, currently living in the south of France, but actually on my fourth continent in the last 16 months, which is quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I coach clients on anxiety and procrastination because a few years ago I was um, co-founder of a tech startup. And what was interesting was like my awareness and knowledge around anxiety before then was very much the extreme case where you can't get out of bed and you need a doctor and you need medication and all of these things. And then Mm -hmm. flash forward and I was waking up in the mornings like into, I didn't know what it was. So all I was doing was waking waking up into my mind rushing, sweating, heart pounding, a million thoughts. I was like, I don't know what's going on. And it would just happen. And then it would like fade out and then my day would continue. Mm -hmm. And it happened for like about two weeks before my partner said, um, hey, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, but something is happening. Yeah. Um, And that's when I spoke to a friend, actually an American friend, and she was like, sounds like anxiety. And I was like, well, no, because I'm able to like do things later in the day and everything that I'd heard was so wrong. And that's when I started my like hunt into um, what actually is anxiety, which like we'll speak about in a bit, but what is anxiety? How does it actually stop people what can I actually do about it? All of this stuff and everything that I found was so like demotivating, disempowering, like, you know, really not, I was looking for like a strong voice to be like, Hey, you can have anxiety and still get shit done. And I didn't find it. So I decided to be that voice. And (laughs) that's when I created the podcast. And yeah, that was my story. 
Yeah. And for those of you who um, want to go check out our podcast, it's called Fuck Anxiety and Get Shit Done <laughs> with little asterisks. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> spell the polite way. Yeah. <laughs> Semi clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's so good. I love that. And I think that's like a big thing as well, because I mean, I've, I've for sure struggled with mental health and I was saying to my partner recently as well. It's like, I, I noticed like how a lot of that stuff's still so a part of me, like it doesn't um, impact me in, in the same way anymore. And I think I have a different handle on, on it and I understand it differently. But when I'm in, um, like, you know, going through the seasons of life and whether I'm like ebbing and flowing emotionally or in my business or mentally or whatever it is, like I notice how those things still are so rooted. Like my mind automatically wants to go to these places that are just like, <laughs> and I, I really have to like rein it in, in my mind. Um, and you know, and sometimes those things teach us valuable things as well. So, I mean, it's not like we just ignore them, but it's, um, it, it is something that I think affects people, whether you are quote unquote, like positive, happy, whatever, or whether you are really seriously in a place where you're literally having like panic attacks. Right. Right. Like it, it's something that affects so many people. And, um, yeah, so I'd love for you to start with, like, I thought that was a really good point before you like, what is anxiety? Like, what actually is it? Yeah. So I literally Googled what is anxiety and, um, what like Dr. Google. And in fact, like medical websites online told me was, anxiety is a generalized feeling of worry, overwhelm, and apprehension. And I read that and I thought, well, that's fucking useless. Like what? It's a feeling of feelings. How do I know when I'm feeling anxious or worried or overwhelmed or worried or apprehensive? Like it just was so like useless um, and confusing. And it is true. Like a lot of us in conversations around anxiety, exactly like you said, and we can speak about this afterwards, but like everyone has anxiety on some level. It's a feeling, it's part of the human experience, Mm -hmm. but it really is like that spectrum of where you are. And that definition was like, you know, in order to solve something, you first need to define it. And if the definition is just a feeling of feelings then the solution becomes like, you know, ambiguous let's say Mm -hmm. and so one of the first things that I do with my clients one of the things I recommend everyone listening does is define it for yourself and what I mean by that is what specifically is anxiety for you for some people it's like a pounding in the chest a sweating I was clearly that person um Mm -hmm. other people it's like a nauseousness or a dizziness um, some people feel tingles up and down their arms. Some people feel like very hot. Some people feel very cold, like I have um, both. And really like when we break down exactly what it is, it changes the whole experience of feeling and, and, and anxiety being there. We don't need to fight with like feeling hot, feeling cold, feeling nauseous, feeling dizzy. We can allow it to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we are like, oh no, anxiety is happening. And we then go into, I don't know what's happening. I don't know which one it is. Is it worry? Is it apprehension? Is it like, it's just compounds on the like uncertainty and unknown, which are all things that anxiety feed from and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So that would be like the first thing that I would say to anyone is define it on your terms in a way where you are speaking about physically exactly what happens to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one because our body is always really sending us signals as well. Um, and I feel like getting to know um, the reaction within us physically can be so telling, right? Yeah. Mm. And like really 
like the three steps that you want to go through in that situation are like, I know exactly what is happening. And even when you are experiencing like very high up on the spectrum, you can still do like a body scan of, oh, I feel something in my stomach. Or I feel mm-hmm. something in my throat. Because, mm-hmm. And then automatically it takes your brain away from fighting it and away from all the thoughts churning around and like focuses on something. Mm-hmm. And then once you've like gotten to, I know exactly what's happening which allows you to feel in control with anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Then you go into, I know exactly why it's happening, which could be, I know for some people that's like on a flight, for someone else it's public speaking, for someone else it's like my brain's telling me that I am going to die or I shouldn't, like whatever it is. So I know exactly what's happening. I know exactly why it's happening. And then the third thing is just, I know I've survived 100% of the anxiety I've had so far. Like this isn't going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's like rounding it back down, like you'll be fine. (laughs) just like meeting yourself where you are and those are like the three steps in that order to go from like whereas obviously what typically happens is we experience the anxiety and then everyone listening like throughout our evolution anxiety did mean danger we used to live in the wild for like our brain in its most modern form like 40,000 years and we developed anxiety as a survival mechanism to release hormones that would allow us to run faster longer and be on alert and all things that were really useful when we lived in the wild and all things that aren't useful when we feel anxious about the email that we forgot to send yesterday. So um, our brain thinks it's like doing as a solid. It's like not actively trying to harm us. And we just need to like change our um, fighting with it. It's there for a reason, but it's actually harmless. Yeah, I can like imagine the brain being like, oh, look, I found this thing to worry about. I'm doing a good job. And then it's like (laughs) brain you know thank you but it's fine (laughs) no the email's not gonna kill us (laughs) right totally I call that part of our brain my drunk best friend she's just like always chatting on always chatting shit she always wanted wants to eat I'm like listen relax you are not making the choices here today sorry (laughs) I love that that image that's so good (laughs) um okay and so there's anxiety right and one of the other things that you talk a lot about is procrastination so can you talk to me a little bit more about that and maybe how it ties in yeah so I think most of us don't know that our brains are wired to be lazy so we spend a lot of time judging ourselves for procrastinating like the reason it's such a hot topic is because our brains by design procrastinate because that conserves energy hey that sounds good and stops us from like going out there, facing exposure, getting rejected, failing, all the things that our brain's like, those are dangerous. Let's yeah, not do that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's safe over here. Yeah. Like, why do you think Netflix does so well as a business, right? And Amazon, like all these things are like, just like feeding our primitive brain that just wants to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And So our brains are wired to have anxiety and our brains are wired to procrastinate. And what ends up happening is we get in this anxiety procrastination loop of, you know, say, I mean, I just got off with a client and she is, she has a few phone calls she wants to make for networking, for her business. And she's like, oh, I I didn't do it. Instead, I like built a new freebie and all, you know, all like busy work. And I'm like, oh, you're expecting to feel amazing about 
calling someone and opening yourself up to being rejected. You are not supposed to feel amazing. Like our brains are designed to like create anxiety to like have you spin out in drama so you don't do the scary thing. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we we like feel the anxiety, then we don't get shit done. And then because we don't get shit done, we feel more anxious. And then because we feel more anxious, we hide away more and resort to like, what did a client tell me the other day? The tub of Nutella and the Netflix and all that. And we just end up in this loop. And then on top of it, we're like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me because I'm not doing the things that I said I would do when I said I would do them. And I'm like, hello, this is how our brains are designed. Like it's fine. Like we can solve for it, but this is literally like your brain's having a field day. It's like, Mm -hmm. listen, I know you're not happy, but you're alive, aren't you? Exactly. And it's like the one thing that really like shifted my understanding of this um, like the how much our sort of primitive mind has a hold on us is that 95% of our mind is the subconscious, right? It's all of the habits. It's all of the wiring of like, this is how we do things. And that's why when you first started tying your shoes, it was like the most confusing thing in the world. And now people tie their shoes on the go. You know, it's yeah. just like, ching, ching, ching. You don't even need to think about it. And that's because now it resides in your subconscious, but at the time it was uncomfortable. You didn't want to do it. You just wanted Velcro shoes because it was, it was so confusing and so new. And we only have 5% of our conscious mind to be able to actually create the awareness to consciously shift ourselves out of the current pattern into the new thing that we want to do. And we have to repetitively do that consciously choose to do that when our mind automatically goes the other way long enough that it creates a new pathway right yeah and Mm -hmm. all that requires energy and change and all things that our brains like why why would we do this yeah like i love the shooters example why yeah (laughs) it's like a teenager it's like you're making me work really really that's what we're doing yeah it sounds like me when it comes to cooking i'm like really yeah like can't we just get uber eats (laughs) right Right, that's definitely primitive brain talking (laughs) million percent best friend there Oh my God. So funny. I feel like um, it's, this is such a good way, I think, to think about habits, thoughts, ego though, because when we think about it this way, we start to understand that one, it affects all of us. And two, it's not our fault. You know, it's, we don't need to feel like blaming and guilty and whatever about it. And then secondly, as well, it makes it funny and we can like shift our perspective when we're going through it as well. Um, Which is huge. Because when it feels like everything is like every single decision and every single single thing you say or do is like the make or break in your life, it's so like, that's a lot of pressure, right? Just like, I always say, have a little bit more fun, just like play with it, see what happens. Right. Definitely. I think that's the whole point completely. We also like for everyone listening, we've never really been taught this stuff in school. So it's no surprise that we follow through and then we judge ourselves and we live in a society that really glamorizes like you don't have as many you have the same hours in the day as Beyonce and like hustle and like all of that stuff and I used to be so deep into that I was working five days a week doing certification like doing exams on the side like seven days like all of that I was like this is amazing this is success and it's like no it's fucking not like you don't need to do that you can also exactly like what you spoke about earlier you can also work less 
mm-hmm. work smarter, work more productively in less hours and actually take time off to, to actually have fun, to actually yeah. enjoy things mm-hmm. and like enjoy your life now, not just based on how productive you are. Like mm-hmm. for a lot of people listening, and I would love to know what your experience of this is, like tying mm-hmm. our worthiness to our productivity and our output. Oh, a hundred percent. I think that I'm, I'm really just real quick side note. Do you know human design? No. My no, listeners no. right now are laughing because they're like, oh God, Viola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like obsessively obsessed, but message me later because you got to find out because one of, um, anyway, particular types are literally meant to teach how to work, like when to stop working and be more productive and all the things. And it's just really interesting. And that's one of the things in my design type that is very um, prevalent. But I, I grew up with so much hustle conditioning as well. Like that's, that's where I thought that, like, that's what I thought it meant to be um, successful. Like when people would be like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm so busy hustling all day. Got so many calls, got so many meetings. And then I'd like be in bed at night, just like completely exhausted. And like my mind's like freaking out because I'm like not making money. And I'm like, but I'm like, but this must be what it's like, right? Appointments, meetings. And I'd be like taking like I'd like be at the gym and like gym classes and I would like leave to take a phone call or like to message someone back and thinking to myself like, oh, this is, so, I'm so cool. Because, because <laughs> I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm I can't possibly sit through a 45 minute gym class without taking a call. Right. You know? And then it, it was just so funny because obviously I got burnt the F out. Obviously yeah. things weren't working because I was just pushing and and like forcing myself to do things just because I thought that's what you had to do. And because we're so conditioned in like, especially in old paradigm business and sales and everything yeah. that it, that's like really where the golden star is. And you do what you don't want for however many years so you can live a life for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like gag. And then, yeah, when I started my coaching business, I, my literally one of my commitments was like, I need to be an energetic balance and alignment because mm-hmm. this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then turns out I can still watch Netflix and be successful. (laughs) Right. And in fact, the more you do that, the more you give yourself proper rest. It's literally like working out. It's like, guys, they literally teach this in the gym. Why did we forget this about our brain? Like rest periods are there for a reason. And Mm -hmm. I also think it comes down to like consuming versus creating. We can keep ourselves busy consuming all the time and like reading and writing and studying and learning and doing another course and like all of that stuff. And, and, and then it comes down to creating. And I don't just mean creating like a PDF on Canva or, or like a pretty post. I also mean like creating tools and resources and like ways to teach and uh, yeah. And things like that. And, and that's, I feel like an energizer activity and consuming is like a de-energizing and you just want to make sure you're balancing but yeah. Yeah. and that's also a huge thing because um cons- consumption is addictive right yeah, like that is another great. thing and social media especially is like it's a huge topic because um it is literally designed to be addictive mm-hmm. <laughs> because it plays on all of those parts of our mind and then not only that then i mean I do have to preface and say like, I have a very positive relationship with social media. I fucking love social media. And, um, but a big part of that is, is because the way I choose to perceive and utilize social media, right? 
And so I see it as the way that I'm energetically like sharing my gift and, and finding people that I may have never had the opportunity to connect with. Like I really am mindful of what I frame it to be for myself. And I'm also mindful of how I consume on social media because I am no freaking whatever. Like I also get caught in comparison and looking at all, you know, looking at what everyone else is doing. And then this person designed yet another thing. And I haven't done anything else since the last thing I did. And oh my gosh, now I suck even worse. Like, you know, we, we can get so easily wrapped up in that. And so, um, the, I think that what you said before, like creation versus consumption, like if, especially if you are an entrepreneur, like when you are on social media, being mindful, it's like, what are you actually doing on social media? And if the majority of it is just looking at other people's stuff, it's like, step back into your own leadership and your own ownership and be like, you have shit to share. You have shit to do. Like, yeah. um, go do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like really building that relationship with yourself and that self-trust that like you have value like every mm -hmm. single person listening to this podcast right now has something that they could teach to help other people like yep. every single person so just make sure that you are showing up and giving time to doing that as well as learning from the people that you admire as well mm -hmm. yeah so true and um I was going to ask as well. So you talked about before this like procrastination, anxiety loop and all the things. And I know you gave a couple of really amazing tips around like when you're feeling the anxiety, what about like the procrastination? Is there like something the listeners could do in terms of like, okay, yeah, you're right. Called me out. I'm effing procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not, it's, and this is the thing with procrastinating because I was going to say before, like I make a joke these days that being lazy is actually one of my superpowers <laughs> because yeah. like you said, when we're resting, I'm actually, that's when my vessel is like becoming clean and clear for my next download and ch to channel yeah. through the next thing. Right. But when we're in procrastination, we're often in guilt. And in which case that's counterproductive. We're not truly resting because our mind is yeah. all over the place. Right. And so, so good. yeah. Can you speak a little bit more on that with procrastination? Maybe what the listeners could apply or be aware of? Yeah. Yes. So I like to say there's one of four reasons that we're always procrastinating and it's really powerful to um, identify which one it is. Um, the first is our thoughts about ourselves. I hear this a lot. People tell me I'm just a procrastinator or I'm just indecisive or I just, you know, I just like I'm a perfectionist as though it's like a as though it's like set in stone instead of like just the story that we've built about ourselves exactly like you said that thinking habit that then we've just like allowed ourselves to show up that way mm -hmm. all, the, all the time so it's either our thoughts about ourselves our thoughts about the task which can be this is boring this is hard I'm gonna suck at this I'm not good at it yeah mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then the third is our thoughts about like the other people involved like they're not listening to me they don't care if I post or not nobody's watching me like to bring it to social media right um and the last one is our thoughts about the timeline, right? Like I don't have enough time. There isn't enough time. I need more time. All of that whole story. So the first step for anyone is really identify which it is. And it can be multiple. But again, it's like the first step to solving any problem is identifying the cause of it. Mm -hmm. And then for each of them, there's obviously different solutions. So for the first one, if your story is I'm a procrastinator, it's who I am. I would challenge you to think of like one thing you've not procrastinated on today. And it could be as simple as, oh, yeah, I made lunch when I said I would make lunch or I brushed my teeth or like it could be like really simple 
little things, but every day you are procrastinating some things and not procrastinating others. Pay attention to both. But the second one, when it's the thoughts about the task, like the hard, you know, doing something hard, it could be as simple as like, I can do hard things and think of three things that you've done and accomplished that at one point seemed impossible. Like tying your shoes. (laughs) like tying your shoes it's such a good example that was so beautiful so perfect exactly walking talking all the things yeah um third one is our thoughts about other people it's like really notice who you are giving your power to like you can think about them or you can think about you and where you want to go and really what i have people do here for example is like break down what might it cost you if you spend your day thinking about them Mm-hmm. what might you not achieve so really own like the result that you're creating mm-hmm. and in terms of our thoughts about the timeline or time or not being enough time it could be simple as like microtasking. so if you've mm-hmm. got like a big project don't just put like eight hours in the calendar and by the way definitely use a calendar but don't just put eight hours in the calendar of like I'm gonna come up with my business plan like break it down into like the exact steps that you need to follow so you can check like our brain loves checklists I call it checklist crack where it's like it loves ticking things off like let it like reward yourself every 20 minutes not in like an eight hour window or a three-month goal like find ways to reward yourself for the activities you want with like a Netflix after an accomplishment versus as a procrastinator Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's so good I love that that's that's a complete reframe because what you might notice as well is that you're actually probably doing like the same kind of but like your day structure might even end up looking the exact same. It's just how you feel and your energy and your focus in each of those areas mm-hmm. is what it's meant to be, in which case you are so much more productive and therefore yeah. successful. So yeah. I love it. So good. So with the um, the time blocks as well, like I have a client and she often gets into this space. She's like, oh, like I just, I, I have this to do and I have that to do and I have this to do and I have that to, and I'm like, have you written it down? And she's like, no. And then I'm like, okay, write it down. And then on the phone, she's like writing down. She's like, oh, and then she messages me like an hour later. She's like, got this, this, and this done. <laughs> and yeah. it's like literally sometimes as simple as just seeing what you need to do in front of you is the like way it's like kind of like your brain's like, I don't have to hold on to each of these things to make sure you remember they're written yeah. down now. So I can just focus on the one thing that I need to do right now. Right. And you're so right. It's so heavy. It's like carrying around a bag of rocks as you go through your day when you carry around all of the outstanding things and all of the outstanding decisions in your brain. Like it is literally slowing you down. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can find yourself like in a conversation with a friend thinking about the thing that you forgot to do before you close your computer and in the workplace thinking about what you shouldn't have said to that like person you met on Tinder yesterday. Like our brain (laughs) is carrying around all the rocks all the time and we're like fucking up constantly and stress constantly. And as you said, not even then getting proper breaks because of the guilt and so on. Mm-hmm. So really like allowing yourself to get those rocks out and then even organize them into like the time on time off. Mm-hmm. So you know, everything's taken care of. You're not like worried about walking the dog at 9am. Cause you're like, yeah, I'm going to walk the dog at 11. Like I said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. This has been super cool. I feel like this is such a helpful thing because like I said at the start, these are all things that everybody actually deals with no matter how shiny somebody looks on IG, like <laughs> they're dealing with this. <laughs> so um, I think it's yeah, super important and so powerful. Thank you so much for everything that you shared. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience or anything else that comes to mind? Um, the only thing I would like to share, like the last thing I would like to share is really, um, like in terms of time, a lot of the things that I hear from people are like, I don't have enough time. It's not the right time or I'm too busy. 
and just be careful the way you're speaking about things because it's super disempowering like the mm -hmm. right time is a decision we make no one is going to wave a magic wand and tell you that now is the right time to invest in yourself launch the business take the trip whatever it is you just get to decide and if you're waiting for it to feel good surprise surprise it won't change feels ugly yeah um same with like I need more time when we don't value the time we have or don't use the time we have well having more of it doesn't help like it's literally like I actually have this story of like my mum lent me some diamond earrings and I lost them and then she like lent me a different pair and I lost them again like giving me more didn't solve the problem like yeah. I still lost the earrings. I was way younger okay I was like well, I don't know, maybe 16. Um, so, but you know, it's like you can't just like keep giving more to the same problem. The problem was I didn't value the earrings. If we don't value our time, having more won't help. And the third was that I'm busy. And I love how you touched on this early. It's like you were busy, you were too busy in your gym class to take the call, but you prioritize the call. Like I'm busy is a lie. It's literally like we prioritize what's important. Yeah. And then for everything else, we say we're too busy instead of saying this isn't my priority. And just yeah. that simple shift puts you into like ownership and responsibility. Yeah, I love those. And I do have like one more thing I have to say, because this brings up like a whole other really powerful conversation. And it's like the, the firstly, like the I'm busy thing as well. It's like that puts you in a like and you don't have ownership of your life either. You know what I mean? Like busy isn't like the the goal um it isn't at all mm -hmm. and nobody's gonna think you're cooler just because you're busy in fact like i'm mostly inspired by people that seem less busy because i'm like how do you like live this amazing lifestyle and you're not busy yeah. i love that you know like that was what motivated me when i first started my business and then this sounds so similar. Like I teach a lot about money, right? And and this is the same type of thing with money is that when you say you don't have enough money, it's like you're literally in disrespect of money. And so no amount of money is going to feel like the right amount because the problem isn't the amount of money. It's how you're thinking about it, treating it, all the things. And just like money, time actually is completely expansive as well. Like when you start respecting it, when you start, um, change like putting yourself back into the power position i suppose around your ownership and responsibility then time expands around you and i know that sounds so hard to understand but time is not as linear as we think it is yeah i mean everyone can probably think about i think that's so true and i love how you touched on the money side like i don't teach that at all but i can see how it relates mm -hmm. anyone listening that thinking time isn't linear think about like the the like three minutes that you can spend I don't know, like not watching paint dry. I'm trying to think like three minutes. So if you like your phone's gone into, if your phone's dropped into the bath for a minute, that feels like it's fucked. But if like you're catching up with a friend and after a minute they're like, okay, gotta go by. You're like, wait, that wasn't enough time. So mm -hmm. time isn't all equal. So I'm totally yeah. with you. Love yeah. That. And I was just, you, how you're just saying like dropping your phone in the bath. Like I know that feeling because um, like right before I have a call and I realize I'm hungry and I'm like, oh, I'll have a piece of toast. And I put it in the toaster. I'm like, why the F are you taking so long to toast? Like, <laughs> surely so there's something broken. Like, surely you're done. Like, I'm like pop, yeah. pop. Yeah. And then when I like, but then other times when I'm like, I come down, I put a piece of toast in and I like go like get my son or whatever. And I'm like, what? It's already popped and it's cold. How did this yes. happen? <laughs> like, yes. So good. Uh, anyway, I have a bit of a toast obsession. Anyway. Thank you so much for your time today. Where can people come hang out with you and learn more about you online? Yeah, um, so I'm at vickylouise.com. It's V-I-K-K-I-L-O-U-I. 
I-S-E and also on Instagram Mickey Louise underscore 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 because apparently there's a lot of us um, <laughs> and um, fuck anxiety and get shit done definitely check out the podcast so <laughs> see you there guys amazing well thank you so so much for joining me today and to all of the listeners thank you for being here i so appreciate it feel free to reach out to vicky or myself to let us know what you thought about this episode if you're loving the abundant babes podcast i'd be so grateful if you go give it a review a rating whatever your heart desires that would be amazing and i'll see you all on the next episode of the abundant babes podcast bye-bye